And now, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the main stage, three beautiful Venusian vixens with their view on stripping. Welcome back to Coming to the Main Stage. This is your host, Scully. Brooklyn. Sabrina. And today is our first episode of the year. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so happy it's our season two. Like, that is crazy to me. We are a Netflix series. No, we're not. But <laughs> it feels like that. That's so incredible. Like, that we just, you know... This was something that we, you know, kind of started putting into motion, I guess, however many months prior to us actually launching it. And then we have continued to create content um, through a quarantine. I mean, and here we are arriving at uh, episode one, season two. Yeah, you can absolutely not say that we're fucking quitters because I just, like, keep on going with everything that's going on. I mean, but that's kind of in the DNA of a stripper. We don't uh, quit. Like It's pandemic we, season two. We're super resourceful, we're very resilient, and we don't fucking stop. So uh, this podcast continuing to be, like, produced is a reflection of the fact that three strippers are doing it. Mm-hmm. Big facts. I love it. Uh, yeah. So let's do the rundown. So let's start off with you, Sabrina. How are you doing? Uh, physically, I'm sore because I decided to take control of my my life and get back into uh, working out. Um, I decided to clean out my fridge and replace it with all healthy stuff so I don't make any bad decisions. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice. But I'm sore. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think that means it's working. Um, emotionally, I am well. Um, I'm keeping my energies as high as possible. Um, I did go through some mentally dark places for a while um, because, like, it's hard staying at home doing nothing, you know? And, like, as much of like an uh, omnivert I am, um, I kind of miss people, but I kind of don't. So, <laughs> and I learned that when I go to the store and then I'm like, oh, I'll miss people. So I go home. So, uh, yeah, I am um, pretty content with where I'm at um, mentally right now. Um, a lot of meditation and, you know, uh, essential oils and whatnot keeping me good. Yeah, so that's about it. Awesome. What about you, Brooklyn? Um, I would say I'm doing, like, overall pretty good. I um, decided to actually um, return to the gym this week. So I'm back in there. And um, that's interesting. I, you know, I did a lot of thinking about it before I did it. And my membership was... Um, I always pay for like a bulk of my membership. So my membership was like paid up and then it kind of like been was rolled over because of being shut down. So I have some months to play with and I'm just like not using it. So first of all, that bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> like, coming from a standpoint where we've been in this 
time where we haven't gotten to work at the club, I'm like, I literally have something that I paid for that I can't use. And that's mentally fucking with me. And although I've done an awesome job staying consistent and getting creative with fitness in quarantine, the honest truth is like, it's not the same as the gym. And because of the things I'm trying to accomplish, I'm like, I need to get back in there. And as you know, I was thinking about how on the return of to go back to work in the club, you know, building up that stamina, like if I can work out in a mask for X amount of time, that's going to help build stamina to be on a stage with a mask. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, and I also justified it because I'm like, okay, I don't go very often, but when I go to the grocery store and I'm in there for like 30 minutes or whatever, how is it any different than being in a gym? Really? Yeah, right? absolutely. So, um, you know, I did my research and found out what the gym's stipulations are and how they're doing it and their protocol that made me feel comfortable. But then I also set boundaries of I'm only going, um, three to four days a week. I'm not going on the weekends where the uh. volume would be high. I am not going during peak times of, you know, after work or like lunch hour, I'm strategic with that. Um, I double mask up and I, uh, wipe everything before and after, of course. And I have like a whole setup of Lysol crap in my car when I get out of there. But also I am not just walking all over the gym. I'm staying in like one or two areas, like as yeah. compared to like before I, I would just freely move around and bounce around and do all the things and not care. So there's a method to the madness because it is fucking madness. And, um, but I can say, even though I've only been there a couple of days, I can already feel the difference. Like I just feel better. Like yeah. not only my body is sore like Sabrina's because <laughs> working out of my house is very different than working at a gym, but mentally and emotionally it's super beneficial. Like I just feel better. And, um, on top of that, I'm, like the cardio I'm doing is still going to be all outside. I'm not going to do any cardio in the gym because that whole thing looks crazy. Plus fresh air is bomb. And, yes. Um, like so bomb. Um, and yeah, doing a lot of stretching to also prepare for the return because flexibility is fucking key. And that's honestly probably about it, I would say. How about you, Skyly? Well, I am sore from working out because I found this badass Shrek-themed hit workout on YouTube. So that's my shit. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) You guys are like such nerds. You know what? Let's see, okay? And we're cool. We're cool nerds. Hella nerds. (laughs) (laughs) So because of that, I'm super sore. Uh, but it's a good sore that I know that the more that I work out, the more level I feel that my emotions are because I have so much crap that's going on. I mean, my bar being shut down again and then, you know, the stress of bills and all that kind of stuff, you know, the same stuff everyone's going with. I feel like this emotional roller coaster, you know, and trying to do the things that I know that are making me happy mentally, trying to those days I'm feeling super low, then just, just do that one thing that's going to make me feel better, you know, or what have you. Um, Besides that, uh, I, 
Uh, I got my nails done. I got one janky nail. If unfortunately everybody listening can't hear it, uh, I can't see it. Yes, I got one janky nail that's not on there because uh, <laughs> that came off while cleaning dishes, of course. But uh, besides that, that's how I've been. You know, just kind of emotional roller coaster. But you know, working out is been beneficial. I've noticed so. Oh my gosh, Skyly, when you were talking about the the gym and making you feel good, I had a flashback to Legally Blonde when they were trying to prove she didn't, like, kill her husband or whatever. And they were like, um, you know, working out produces, like, endorphins and makes you feel good. And what was it, like, yeah. they make you happy. And happy people don't kill their husbands. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's yes. a queen. I love I'm her. Here. I'm here for the endorphins, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Same. So current events of uh, yes. things that are going on. Uh, to start it out, um, we had somebody in the industry that just recently passed a couple of weeks ago. And I just wanted to, you know, um, talk about it for a second because the DJs are so influential to what we do and we love our DJs. I know. Love them. Love them. They're love like, them. Oh my God. I love them. They're yeah. They're amazing. Um, Glenn Miller from baby dolls in Dallas. He passed. Uh, he's been struggling with cancer for a couple of years, but he, even whenever he had cancer, he was still DJing at the club and he DJed there for 25 years. So, you know, rest easy up there. Uh, he had this saying that I will forever have etched into my brain and, you know, all of the DJs, they tend to have sayings, but his is just so out there and it's most random. So funny. He says, slapping bitches like jailhouse snitches, cracking hoes like pistachios. (laughs) Fucking Glenn Miller. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So random. That is So. so great. Yeah. I mean, and, and I just wanted to kind of build off of that, you know, to acknowledge the staff and whatnot in the industry. You know, I've obviously been in the industry a long time to be the OG, an OG, but like it's people, you know, they invest their life into this industry. This, you know, they are definitely family, like our entire staff. We've talked about it. I know before, but our bartenders, you know, they've been there 20 years plus. Our DJs the same. Our management might like rotate around because we have we have several clubs in our city, and they might you know it might be a little bit of a revolving door where they go over here and go over there, and, but they come back through and all this stuff. But they have also been in the industry a really long time, you know. Yeah, they it's like a solid. Members. We have a solid staff, um, and yeah, so it's just it's always it's just such a loss, and I've definitely have experienced fair share of loss between you know bartenders support staff djs entertainers you know over the years and it's it's awful because it really is like losing a family member yeah absolutely so um other current events i know um brooklyn you wanted to bring up some so dive right in Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, even though we're a little bit away from a couple weeks now past this, I am still vibing high off the inauguration and 
um, the female representation since mm-hmm. we are a girl squad, uh, you know, girl boss, bad bitch, fucking podcast, whatever. The female representation there was amazing. The fashion show. I mean, like, hello, Michelle Obama. I'm still here for the fucking superhero outfit. She came that out. That was a look. Like, just slaying. Like, <laughs> and I was laughing so hard because there's a meme of her, like, at Trump's inauguration where it looked like I didn't want to fucking be here. And then at Biden's, it was all like, let me remind y'all, I'm still that bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just... I was just so, it, it was everything. And then, um, please do not sleep on Jill Biden because I love is, her style. She is like so together, so flawless. I'm here for it. And, um, I mean, everyone caught my eye, of course, all the ladies, but I also wanted to give a shout out to, um, Amanda Gorman, the 22 year old poet yes. uh, who was discovered by Jill Biden. Um, and I, what I thought was so amazing about her is that she has a lifelong, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know y'all, y'all can't see. Brooklyn got distracted by a dog. Yeah. I Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because we are recording and I can see the ladies right now. And obviously that will be edited out or whatever for the final cut, but a dog. No, I don't literally... even think we should. I think this is awesome. <laughs> oh. That will stay because this shows that if Brooklyn sees a dog, it doesn't matter what she's doing. She's all that good stuff. You I know what? Like, I am the same person. I'm like, ooh, puppy. You know, and I just. I was like on this passionate roll about Amanda Gorman. I was like, oh my God. I looked at. I Sorry. Like, um, anyway, so she was, she was discovered by Jill Biden and picked by her to, to do this and to be the youngest person to ever do it. Um, what I thought was so fascinating, I still think is so fascinating about her is that she has had a lifelong struggle until a couple of years ago with a speech impediment. So for her to have a speech impediment and to be able to do something so huge is, um, amazing. And, um, as far as her outfit that day, um, she was wearing, um, a ring of a caged bird that was gifted to her by Oprah. Mm, And it was to represent Maya Angelou, like, uh, Yep. Um, I know why the cage first sings. Yeah. Yes. 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 So I was just like, I was there for the fashion. I was there for the women. I was there for the ladies. And of course, I was there for the, the Bernie Sanders memes. Still am. <laughs> um, and I guess the final thing on that would be how cool is it that like Lady Gaga performed, who was a former stripper, like to just let you know you can go from being a stripper and you can strip your whole life away. I don't give a fuck. But also, you can go from the strip club to the inauguration, like, whoa, you know? Yep. Yes, exactly. So if that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, if that's not a statement, I don't know what the fuck is, you know? That's right. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for the memes, for sure. All the memes, like, that was the first step of feeling like, okay, you know, we had this time of turmoil, and hopefully, like, people can start, you know, joining together and you know, tensions can lower and, you know, all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen a few memes, memes with him, uh, on the pole. So that's also a good thing. Mm-hmm. He, the way he was sitting is perfect for a sitting pretty. So it's, everybody's putting him on the pole. <laughs> and, like, so funny. and like sitting at the stage, which is actually on our, yes. on our Instagram. If you haven't checked it out, you can check it out. And <laughs> I've seen a meme that was like, has him saying the chair was like, 
talking about the club regulars that come in and do like sit right there like that. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. So that's the perfect picture of a club regular. <laughs> and Bernie's like, um, this was not my, this was just like on my to-do list. This is not my whole day. I am not here. Exactly. <laughs> I want to, I want to know who made those mittens for him. I love them. So <laughs> he was so gangster. Cause he's like, that's cool that I went viral. I'm about to take that image, like sell a bunch of sweatshirts and donate the $2 million to wheel meals on wheels. That's yeah. awesome. So that's cool. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Um, also, oh, yeah. Huh? Um, there, there is a piece of current event. Uh, courthouse Karen. I mean, courtside mm-hmm. Karen. Courtside mm-hmm. Karen is uh, yeah, by LeBron. Thank you, LeBron James, for dropping that gene thread. Um, that is hilarious. Um, I think she was at the game with her sugar daddy, but that's just me. Uh, because they said it was an older man, and she looked like a you know a younger, more vibrant woman. I'm not saying that you know older men aren't, but I'm saying like it's not natural for her to be out there like that. But uh, yeah, she was uh, defending her partner, and uh, LeBron didn't like that, so <laughs> she became courtside Karen. And I thought of that because I was like, she should use that and market it and make some sweatshops. Yeah. <laughs> Or some leggings, or some of your leggings, or something with that on the side. <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely, fucking brand that. <laughs> but she did come on Instagram and she put a statement out there saying, "I was defending my husband. I love him. I wouldn't let anybody talk to him like that. I don't care who it is." And I'm like, Jesus Christ, whatever. All right, girl. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Okay, girl. Silly. Uh, next current event, which is huge, which I got so emotionally involved in this current yeah. event. I already know. I, I was posting up a storm on all of my social media about this shit. Meme stock, GameStop, and AMC, and uh. all the stuff regarding Robin Hood. Oh my goodness. So. If y'all haven't heard, which I don't know how you haven't, you must be underneath a rock or something. Uh, basically, Robinhood is a trade uh, stock app that everyday people can use. Mm-hmm. So there is a group of Redditors that I forgot the name of the Reddit forum exactly, but um, it was Wall Street Bet. Yes, Wall Street Bets. So they decided to all collab together and kind of just, you know, fight the man in whenever it comes to the stock market. They all like bought up stocks of GameStop, AMC, what have you, because the, I can't remember the exact uh, people that were shorting the bets or shorting the stocks and they were kind of just like, they saw them, an opportunity that they can get back at these billionaires. And I'm so about that. I am so about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I do not understand stocks. <laughs> um, and at one point, I know Sabrina and I both talked about using Robinhood, um, which for me is off the table now. Oh, 100%. But um, 
that was like wild. I mean, to see those people now it has gone up and back down and like done the thing. So even though there was gains and like, I, I thought like a couple days later it kind of went down or something. So the people lost yeah. money to have these people on wall street, like literally crying. crying. Exactly. But they weren't crying back whenever the fucking housing market collapsed and they were you yeah. know, making all this fucking money. Right. And uh, right. As long as the scale's tipping in their favor, they're okay. Which is why, you know, Robin Hood like shut down purchases and trades and everything. And then, so that's why people were like, stop fucking with Robin Hood. You know, that was what Absolutely. I got from it. If that's how it went. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, basically, <sighs> There's no way that Robin Hood is going to make it out of all of this and still be a fucking company. There's no fucking way. Like, there is no way that they commit, they do what they've done and get out unscathed. It is a fucking crime what they did to shut off people from the the stock market, which is supposed to be a free market. So, like open to fucking everyone so how the fuck did that happen how did they get away with that so right now i know the our government's looking into whatever happened and it's insane i really hope there is justice on the other side of this because it's so fucking corrupt yes what they committed was treason and um it's so what they did was a hedge fund thing and what with the hedge funds it's been happening with the uppers forever they have been you know what you do is you borrow out instead of buy something and then when the price change you can sell it back you get a profit off of it <laughs> now in order to get back at the big heads what you do is you know you wait till uh the prices are low and you just buy just buy 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 and that makes them lose billions of dollars because of it and because us poor or middle class people called on to it they're upset but that's what the stocks are about now you don't want us involved because you don't inform like if you notice a lot of people that are involved in stocks that have money don't really tell you how to do it because they don't want their money messed up by having people that like us that work hard and invest our hard earned money into it and learn how to do it properly it takes more money out of their pocket but that's uh-huh. bullshit, that's what's going that, on with that, that mindset is literally a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. There's enough to go around for everybody. Money is literally made on trees. What the fuck are you talking about? So like if people would start having these conversations and telling people how to navigate stock markets, you know, so everybody could benefit from it, it versus just the elite. And I was like, I have I I'm just starting to try to educate myself on stocks because like Sabrina said, no one talks about it. No one has told me that no one in my family, like none of that's going on. Kind of like the money talk that from a previous episode we did, but I was like to Sabrina, so the stripper me bringing it back and tie into this is like, can you explain it to me on like champagne room terms? Like, as I got you, <laughs> let's just discuss this in something that we're all familiar with the strip club. Like, what would that look like when it comes to lap dances and champagne room? The whole like negotiation and like the breakdown of it. So, so funny. So yeah yeah and so what i like is that um i'm part of a few discords and they have included now uh, a money channel so we have a money channel we go and we share tips on how to save money how to pay off debt things like that 
all this has came from this story because it's important for us to know about money and also to support one another in our endeavors to gain the money we want because that's what it is. It's about sharing the knowledge and the wealth. Um, so I'm very appreciative about, appreciative about that. And also, uh, some people have been on Clubhouse and Elon Musk had a, a meeting on Clubhouse a few days ago and Rihanna was in there. Oprah was in there. They have code names and stuff. Like, I was learning all that in the financial room. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they got packed in probably two minutes. I think it was like 2,000 people in there. And then they had to open another room that was a listening room to that room. And so he was talking about spaceships and stuff with them. It was weird. Like, <laughs> was a very fun. odd guy. I was, yeah, yeah, he's a very odd guy, but. The oddest, what I'm learning is that the oddest people are the most wealthy. So My keep heart. being odd, people. <laughs> keep being odd, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, he is a, yeah, that's an odd one right there, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, I also have breaking news. Did you see that uh, Bezos is stepping down from yeah. Amazon for 30 years? Yeah. Well, that's because, yeah. I mean, he kind of has made enough money. My friends say he's, he's going to turn himself into a robot. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, next current event. We good? I know you wanted to talk about Super well, Bowl. Well, yeah. I mean, so here we are, the Super Bowl. My team's not there. Um, and so it's going to be Buccaneers versus Chiefs on Sunday. Um, I don't know if there's a halftime show, but looping it in is. my life current events amanda gorman will be there <laughs> with more poetry um but i'm very curious because i have seen a little bit of chatter are our strippers dancers going to try this again because <laughs> we've talked about it before how they've gone and they've gotten really like fucked over by you know the the promises and the you know yeah. oh yeah i think i can see it without a doubt that there's going to be elements of stripping within the show because at the end of the day one thing I was going to you know talk about is that our it's almost like a lifestyle our career is so has inspired so much of everyday culture that you can't like, you can't hide us anymore. We're here. We're here. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be elements of stripping within the show. Who's in the half? I didn't even know someone's in the, they're doing a halftime show. Um, unfortunately, it's the weekend. Um, and this disgusts me, but that's just because he's a weird individual. Um, I don't know what to expect. Usually he does, like, the, um, the makeup effects where he looks like he is bleeding and I'm just don't I don't get it so I don't know if that's going to be any stripping stripping in that performance I mean it might be might be like a bloody stripper I don't know we will just have to wait and see but with the Super Bowl my team being the Super Bowl Buccaneers I'm gonna speak that up uh, um we're gonna be in Tampa Bay and it's warm and it's also the first Super Bowl that the team that is in the Super Bowl is actually hosting. So it's going to be a lot of money. And also we're thinking about there's been a pandemic for almost a year. So these women are very eager to make money. So I yeah. feel like someone is going to take advantage. 
Yeah, and I think they will show Super Bowl. That's going to be terrible. And we're going to have some content about it. Super Bowl, there will be one. But and I think like exactly what you said that because especially because of the lack of or the inability to really do our job for most of last year or very restricted that even though Super Bowl has had a lot of issues, I think they'll still try it. They will. Because strippers never give up. <laughs> we freaking lootly. I yeah, it's gonna happen. They so I can't wait for to do a recap next our next Oh episode. yeah, catch us next week. <laughs> exactly. Next because Twitter episode will we'll be talk. on fire next week, everyone. So yeah. well, also I just want to throw in there that about our next episode that the worm street is that our club will be reopening soon. So by the time we do our next episode, we should have some conversations about what that looks like. I will be standing outside the doors before open. <laughs> let me in, let me in. Let me in. I missed this. Is there someone to yell at? <laughs> I, I mean, I do I miss being in heels for eight hours? Hell no. But I do miss the I do I do miss the opportunity to pay my bills. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 something that uh we've been waiting on, waiting on news. Uh we have been patient. Um I have friends that are working at another club um in the city that they have like a beautiful little tent set up that uh I sent to Skyly in Brooklyn. It is a really nice setup, but it's fucking February, and I'm not dancing outside of no one's tent. So we have been waiting patiently. Uh, <laughs> I don't care how warm it is, huh? Absolutely. It is way too fucking cold. I'm sure they pump that tent with heaters and everything, which really, it's the same exact thing as being inside the club. Like, there's not, it's not really filtered air or anything. I don't think there's anything really that different. In the picture... It was the soccer bubbles for me. You know, like when the oh, parent goes yeah. to the soccer game and they're sitting in like the soccer tent, the thing they brought, the little plastic thing so no one's around them. That was what it was for me in that picture. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, I mean, you know, Skyly hasn't been back since our initial shutdown in March, but like, you know, we've been back, Sabrina, after taking, we went back in October. So that's like seven months ish. Yeah. So we kind of got our feet wet, um, you know, and now, you know, we've been off another almost four, like four months. So it won't be as traumatic. I think we're ready to like do this, you know? Um, it will be traumatic to my body. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like, we kind of know a little bit what to expect, you know? Yeah. But yes, the body trauma will be happening. It yeah. will, there will be many of bruising. You know, <laughs> and just getting back into like moving your body that way. Oh, uh, you know, I have not danced on a pole that was tall enough for me to do things in like a while. Okay, so Lord be a fence. <laughs> new baby stripper bruises on the knees. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Bye, my knee. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'll take those bruises. It doesn't matter. But I don't want to go through the pain, you know? But a little Epsom salt won't hurt you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Truth. Truth. Well, uh, is that all the current events? Um, quick shout out to, or not shout out, but mentioning of 
um, you know, for me, like for Cicely Tyson passing away for me was like, yeah, very, I mean, she just paved, I mean, it's, it's Black History Month, so I just wanted to like kind of honor her. She paved the way for so many women of color and allowed women of darker complexion to be seen, mm-hmm. you know, and she totally just built the bridge and illuminated, illuminated the way for more to follow in her footsteps. And after coming off of like watch, binge watching How to Get Away with Murder, which was the most recent thing I've watched with her, you know, I remember thinking, gosh, she's like 90 something years old. I hope she's just here forever because she's so incredible. And also, like, I found it very fascinating. She was the first like black woman to wear her real hair on screen. That's a big step, you know, mm-hmm. in a world that tries to hide culture or, you know, not celebrate it or whatever. Make or tell, yeah, tell you what you should look like for her to do that. That was a major statement. And I know I like feel that, you know, on a small scale, what we talked about in the club, you know, women of color that are forced to wear wigs or wear certain hairstyles or whatever. So for that, for that time period, whatever year that was, because she was 96, to wear her real hair on green, that's, that's incredible. So yeah, yes. I just want to mention her real quick. Absolutely. Um, one more thing to, to, to segue from what you said. Um, there had, there's new military rules um, for African-American women. They have broken the barriers for us. And um, I have a few friends that are in the military that are African-American women. And I am so happy that they mm-hmm. get to be themselves. They're allowing them to wear hoop earrings. They're allowing them to wear their hair below their collars in certain situations or allowing them to wear whatever hairstyles, what things of their nature. And it just, it, it, our hair has been um, a controversy for a mm-hmm. long time because of the way it grows and it defies gravity and it does so many things and it's not seen acceptable in so many places because someone else has set the tone for what hair should look like. And it is beautiful to see that the world is finally letting us embrace, which it should never, it shouldn't has, it should have never been an issue. Right. But mm-hmm. because we fought so hard to be accepted, like there's jobs that won't accept a woman that has her natural hair or whatnot. It is beautiful to see that something like the military, which has had hard rules for so long, finally letting women be themselves. You know, um, getting out of that um that fault that that sheep like quality and being able to be who we want to be. So um that is a beautiful thing for all military women of color. Congratulations on being able to be yourself. I love absolutely. That. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um okay so our main uh point of conversation today uh is about how dancing has led us to entrepreneurship and it's done that in so many ways. I originally, we got on this topic, which is actually because Sabrina kind of conjured it up uh, based off of, I originally brought up the topic of how art is influenced based off of what we do. And it's, 
you know, is kind of a good thing to talk about entrepreneurship because there's so, I don't know a single dancer that hasn't in some way, shape or form, you know, started a business or, you know, done whatever based off of what they learned within the club. Like, uh, so I think it's awesome that we're talking about this. Absolutely. Uh, especially in this time that has forced a lot of people to take that risk to, uh, get closer to what I call financial freedom, because we don't want to, a majority of America doesn't want want to work for other people. Mm -hmm. Of course, we can't say that everyone wants to be a business owner because that's not true and the world can't function in that manner. But for the people like us that have been in the independent realm for so long, it is beautiful to step away and find more growth within our own self, being able to run things. And it forces all of us to grow a little bit more. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think with what we do, we become very self-motivated people and we bring that into the businesses that we create. So, uh, I know I, that's what got me started on bling babes with, you know, taking these badass outfits that were already good and just sprinkling some magic on there with, uh, my, Swarovski crystals and it just elevated it to that next step and I was able to uh, network with other girls that are in a club that I would you know sell stuff to them what have you and uh, I think that that really taught me basics on how to create a business I think it was awesome that's where I started like with entrepreneurship And it was just, I was already doing something and I just was like, well, fuck it. I'll start selling. So, yeah. But, uh, what businesses do y'all have in mind whenever we're, you know, having this discussion about entrepreneur, entrepreneurship? Um, go ahead, Brooklyn. Well, first of all, you know, like I, in my time, in my house and all my reflection and kind of reassessing everything. I came to the conclusion, like, honestly, like I personally have been a hustler my whole life. Like I'm a born hustler. Like I was talking to my mom. I did like, I did a seminar. Well, I called it a Ted talk. Cause it's such a Ted talk for my friend's girl scout troop a couple weeks ago on health and fitness and healthy living and nutrition because that's totally my wheelhouse and I'm a former Girl Scout and I was thinking about how I literally have been a hustler since I've been a hustler whether it was babysitting lemonade stands I had a bow business in elementary school like I was Jojo Siwa before Jojo Siwa like (laughs) you know like straight the fuck up and then slinging Girl Scout cookies that's a straight hustle because if you if you sold enough, you got like these dope ass prizes. So I was always like that. So it makes total sense that I'm a stripper because that's just an elevation of all of those experiences. And it's, uh, when you really break it down, granted in my early years, no one really talked about it. So no, there was no one to educate you and like make you realize that this is actually a business. I was just going there, doing the thing, making the money, coming home, paying the bills. Like, no, it's literally a business. And all the aspects of a business between 
supply, demand, marketing, like so many facets that you can really develop some badass skills in that club that, that transfer outside and moving forward, you know, whether mm-hmm. you, you still strip and you build some more businesses cause you fucking love money, bitch. Or, you know, you eventually exit the club and just move on, you know, go on and build other businesses. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter. The skills that you acquire in there are, um, like no other, honestly. So, um, I don't think I answered your question, but I definitely went on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're stating facts. What I, what I was, uh, asking was what are businesses that, you know, that were created because of girls that started in the club and Uh went on outside? I mean, I know there's a lot of girls that are taking it and they, they're, they definitely like mess with the aesthetics of the stripping. Like they have the lash business. I know there's a couple girls doing that. There's girls doing nails. There's girls doing hair, like all the girly shit. Like that's being, that's happening. There's girls that have gotten into like spa, like body contouring type of stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a girl doing something with with shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, outfits. Um, I've still stuck with, you know, personal training and I'm working on a couple other things, but I know I can loop it back into stripping for sure. So yes. what about you? What do you know about Sabrina? Any businesses people are starting? Uh, I've seen boutiques opening, of course. Um, I've seen a few um, dancers or people or like servers as well. Um, one of my friends started a dental business, like a, a mobile teeth cleaning business. Uh, she's a dental hygienist. So um, she cleans your teeth anywhere. She'll send you a kit. You can do it yourself. Uh, yeah. And making really good money off of it. Um, like uh, spa packages, like like a girl's night out, like, you know, come to the hotel and set up like, you know, massage and all that stuff. I've seen that as well. Um, I, I'm seeing also like BDSM businesses being built by dancers, which I feel like, you know, is a great market for those shy guys that don't come in the club, maybe, you know, where they're too um, shy to have that exploration with their partner or whatnot. Um, what else? Um, I've seen some friends of mine buy some land and, you know, planning on building properties and whatnot with that. I love that. I think that's beautiful. So, I mean, I think it's everywhere, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's all over the map. Um, but I think these are interests that have always been something for them. And that's why it doesn't seem like it's just on the stripper note or whatnot. Um, but for myself, I do want to stay in the uh, woman empowerment realm. Um, and I focus on sensuality and sexuality. And so during this time, I, you know, I'm in um, healing school, you know, school, healing university, and uh, I'm learning. Eventually, I would like to be a life coach and coach women in their sexual explorations and like who they are as a woman through movement and dance and like um, 
energy work and whatnot. So working on that, anything that makes people feel good that helps them grow into a better person, I'm into. So. Hell yeah. That, yeah. That's fucking awesome. I've uh, personally, I've seen, I've seen a girl, she randomly started like a, a smoothie business where it was just like she girls would place orders to her and she would bring them at the very beginning of the shift of the club so everyone would have their smoothies. That's I nice. yeah, I mean that's that's pretty legit. I'm here for it. Uh there was a girl that did a gluten free bakery where she would bake cakes and cheesecakes and things like that. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Uh definitely I think it's common for dancers to end up getting into real estate in some way shape or form most of the time because that is a fucking hustle right there so i think with dancers being natural salespeople, it's just a just it makes sense for them to go into that uh and i know people that would flip houses on the side i know people that uh started like a side business of uh, redoing furniture like there's oh, yeah. so many different yeah. avenues I've seen and it's really fucking cool I think it's awesome that with the money that we make and being able to start a business and putting into that where it's a lot of these things I feel like are hobbies that they get paid for which is fucking awesome you know? yeah and eventually it does grow into something much bigger where you know uh that becomes their full-time thing. And I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And then you have the dancers that are um, also still very committed to the OnlyFans. So that's still a thing. Um, I don't know. Um, I still... I'm totally fine with, like, the dancers. I mean, I'm not, like, super bothered by non-dancers doing OnlyFans. But I was looking on Twitter, I guess like stripper Twitter or whatever. And there was a whole conversation about, you know, girls that are non-dancers and just saying how, you know, they want to be, they want to be dancers now from the only, from doing only fans and dancers just really kind of laying into them. Like, please don't get it twisted and don't get caught up in the fact that what you're experiencing, however your experience on only fan looks, that is nothing like being in a club. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I can like set up a whole thing in my house and take a bunch of pictures and have a bunch of content and put it up and people can buy it or however that works. And it will never be like someone sitting at your stage and you having to like engage with them or engage at a table and try to make a sale and all of those things and the human interaction aspect, like those are, those are, they don't transfer. Like, yeah, it's a completely different experience. Absolutely. I've also seen on Twitter <laughs> sex workers that are like, I don't want to do all this work on OnlyFans. I just want my yeah. clients, <laughs> you right. know? So it goes so, kind of both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot of that too, Sabrina. So I know exactly what you're talking about where, yeah. you know, they say that as much as there's like a lot of flack about, you know, how unsafe it is being if for some sex workers, uh, but they still 100% choose that over OnlyFans. And I totally freaking get that. Totally understand. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, one of our, a couple of our coworkers I've talked to, the whole OnlyFans is very time-consuming. It's an all-day thing. It's a everyday, all-day, nonstop, 
constant. I mean, it's wild. So from a, an actual dancer that could definitely look like, okay, that's a lot of work <laughs> for, for a fraction of what I could make in a champagne room. Or if you have a really good customer that just, you know, tips you really well or what, however that looks, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we get, it's not that we get spoiled. It's just, we do get comfortable. We know, okay, I have the ability of making this much, you know, how much you're putting into it, you know, without and having that separation of when I'm home, when I'm home, I'm home. Whenever I'm at work, I'm at work. And, you know, with OnlyFans, because it is such a grind and it's it's working at home. I mean, there is no yes. separation. And that and that part right there, Skyly, like, that would mind fuck me. Because I like having my separate lives. I don't want that lifestyle to come into my home. I Absolutely. Yeah. I, I enjoy keeping it separated. It's taken me years to turn off Brooklyn in my real life. I've had people be like, okay, you're, you're acting real Brooklyn right now. You know? <laughs> but, but actually having to rely on the whole working from home, only fan style within my home every day, it would not, it would, it would not be ideal for me. Exactly. Yeah. But we do have to give a shout out to the women that are, that are finally creating their own content. Yes. And I'm seeing a lot of content creators that are strippers doing a lot of gaming streaming. Shout out to the girl gamers. And also to girls that are doing YouTube and, you know, starting podcasts and whatnot. Um, it is awesome to see, you know, women using their experiences to put content out and gain a following and build a brand. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of that now. Nice. Yeah, we've talked about you know, how awesome it is. And it's a really good idea, especially after this past year, diversification. Uh, diversify. You have to diversify. Mm -hmm. And if that is not more apparent this past year, then I don't know how else you freaking learn it. You, your hustle gets stepped up three times, five times, a hundred times, you know, like within learning that alone, there's so many, businesses that have been created so many other outlets from dancers that we have seen have been created this past year given the circumstances and you know and that just shows that that's what a dancer does like they get put into whatever situation and they're gonna they're gonna grow that situation and they're gonna make it that much better because that's what strippers fucking do <laughs> I mean, strippers are life. That's all I gotta say. They are life. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love <laughs> it. Well, is there any other talking points on entrepreneurship? Um, these internet challenges. Yeah, <laughs> I think that the internet challenges have definitely put a lot of people on the map. Um, a lot of people have been going viral because of a TikTok. You know, and it helps build people's brands. Um, it helps create a following, of course. And so um, I have jumped on a couple of those bandwagons, you know what I'm saying, just to see what will happen. I've got some decent numbers, so it does work. Um, it is also like OnlyFans. You have to put in work every day. <laughs> um, I am not consistent with that because finding a TikTok to do every day is not on my radar when I'm doing other business. But yeah. I think that it is profitable for those that can put in that full time. 
Absolutely. TikTok, man, I think that's so cool how many dancers have started creating TikTok accounts and just talking the same kind of stuff that we talk about and educating baby strippers and all that. I think that's really cool because it's like, yeah. okay, there's outlets that are being created for other dancers where we used to not ever have that. Well, first of all, let me remind both of you that we mentioned TikTok a couple episodes ago and I was the one that was like, I'm here for the TikTok. When some <laughs> someone else was like, oh, with the TikTok dances, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> um, I have been a fan since been a fan. TikTok has gotten me through quarantine because I knew nothing of it and I quickly started teaching myself and I'm not like super pro, but my skills have gotten better and I, it has brought me a lot of enjoyment. I'm not there for the viral aspect or to get paid. It's just something that has like helped as an outlet of creativity for me. Um, I am enjoying that more platforms are being explored to kind of connect everyone to help share the information. Like I said, for the first, 10 plus years that I was a dancer, no one talked about it. You just went and you went to work and you felt very isolated and uninformed and uneducated. You were just trying to make a way, find a way, survive, like figure it out, all of those things, right? And now we yeah. have stripping is kind of like you said in the beginning, Skyly, like we're here, we're not going anywhere. Um, there are podcasts, hello, coming to the main stage. Um, it's yes. there's a, there's a whole, there's hashtags on Twitter, TikTok, what the fuck ever. My, you know, OnlyFans is kind of like a stripper thing. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a sex work thing. So please give us credit for that. The only thing I can't deal with is on any of these platforms where our stripper aesthetic is being stolen. And that's my only issue ever. Because um, everyone loves our aesthetics. We're, we're all over the place in culture. You know, yeah. we're, we're the reason for a lot of things from fucking language. I mean, why do you think you talk about making it rain and bank and hustle and cake and like rack? That's stripper shit. Period. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like, and then of course our mute, the music and all the songs we influence fashion. I mean, we influence hairstyles. We, we influence every fucking thing. Yep. We are like culture shapers and shifters and I don't know. Boston. Yeah, absolutely. I think we influence so much of the world today and people don't realize where that, like a lot of this stuff even comes from. That's just why all these outlets that we are a part of, we're educating people be like, we brought that to you. You're welcome. Exactly. We created that. You're welcome. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Aesthetic. So don't don't be a culture vulture, period. Ew. Exactly. I like, <laughs> exactly. But I, I do love the way that we're able to connect and educate and get educated. I mean, even as an OG stripper, I'm still fucking learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because stripper Twitter is life. <laughs> yes. Yes. That just shows you, stripper Twitter just shows you, like, how how much diversity there is within our community. Yes. The answer community yeah. for sure, because the different yeah. viewpoints, what they talk about, I mean, it's all across the board. And I think like that is something that is uniquely very much strippers because 
in most other communities, it's all very similar ideas, sim similar kind of conversation where they all have the same kind of viewpoint, but we're so vast in that, you Absolutely. know? So. Yeah. But any it. other talking points? So I have nothing else on my thing besides what we're going to talk about with our watching, okay. reading, and listening later. Everybody just go get your money. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Get your money. You know, secure yourself when the clubs open back up. Be happy that you don't have to go in there and be like, how am I going to make money? Because you already got some extra money. You've been working. You already have your things together. So. Everyone should go back to work a little less stressed. You know? I think, yeah. I mean, I think I was thinking about, um, you know, in all of this time is a shifting in how I approach and, and look at the thought of going to work and the language that I use because language is so powerful. So the only thing I keep thinking about is I'm going to try my hardest not to say, oh, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I'm going to instead say, I get to go to work. Because for mm -hmm. the past year, I have not gotten to go to work. So that is going to be something I am going to be consciously working on, um, shifting that perspective and, and switching out that language. Because that's mm -hmm. a completely different statement. And, like, I think I have to go to work is from a very disempowered state. And, you know, and I get to go to work. Like, boss shit. I get to go to work and showing gratitude. Like I get to do this. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's good. I, I like how you said that. That's true. Very, very, very true. Um, well, all right. As we are, uh, wrapping up that topic, uh, yep. what we always do, we always do watching, reading, listening, which I find like, this is a, awesome that we do this so everyone that's listening can kind of get an idea of the kind of people that we are things we like so it's just very distinctly us sorry my dog's laughing <laughs> <laughs> at me right now she is looking at me hard <laughs> in love with her um so sabrina break it down what have you been watching reading and listening to lately um Watching, I have caught up on Attack on Titans. I will not spoil things for you, but I have been stressed out. <laughs> this has been too much for me in the last season of a show, okay? And I did not like that feeling. I have been spurging on two different shows, though. Just watch the first season of Bridgerton in Woo Lord. Um, I there's a lot of emotions. People should not watch this with their children in a room. It's too much for me. That was, I was like, that's the first season. There's seven more. How can I even? Lord. Look, yeah. go watch it. Tell me what y'all think about the Duke. Because, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that changed the whole show for me. I was like, okay, I don't watch this anymore. I can't watch this. <laughs> I, I, I can't play. Relate, because I don't know what you're talking about. I told you to watch this show, bro. Girl, Brooklyn. get on it. I am not into it. No, you need to go deeper into the season. Into the season. Like, Hold don't on, just Skylar, watch the first you, episode. Can you please, like, the things that we watch together, and she's always been like, I don't do trendy things, but this bitch jumped on this bandwagon? Stop. Well, first <laughs> off, I am very obsessed with Viking and Victorian times, like the kings and queens. And so I said, 
I called up on AOT. What right. should I do? Let me see about this Bridgerton show. And then I was like, oh. And then, it, and then you know, I, I binge watched till 7 a.m. one morning. It was like, Jesus. <laughs> I clutched my pearls a lot of times. It was just a lot. So I am excited about season two. Um, reading. Yes. I have been researching a lot about independent work um, online. Not necessarily a book, just trying to see what new avenues I can unlock that people have not unlocked. So I've been doing a lot of researching on that. Yes. Listening. Um, the Discord I'm part of now has a music channel. And so I spend most of my days in there listening to other people drop songs and then catching on to new music. So I have been, you know, finding new artists and it has been uh awesome ride. I had actually got on Pandora for the first time in like, geez, maybe almost a year. And Pandora was doing a 90s and 2000s playlist. Oh, yes. Atlantis Morissette and Fiona Apple. And I was just like, oh, this is great. I was just yeah. driving and just back in the <laughs> 90s and 2000s. So, yeah, I it's been some good, some good watching, reading, listening lately. I what about it. you, Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> we oh, always, she, she hates it when we call on her man never wants to be called on never. okay what am i watching um two couple things first and foremost two words bling empire i am here for fucking bling empire it is like crazy rich asians meet the kardashians and i am I think you're watching it, Skyly, or you watched it. I've already binged the whole thing Kimberly, within Kimberly, like a day and a half. Emily is like my chick. I love Anna. She's, oh, no, she's my queen. Too. Okay, she Anna is, too. She's Anna everything. She gets everybody together. Like, please don't sleep on the OGs. I'm saying that for yeah. I'm saying that for Anna and for myself. Don't sleep on them. She keeps a hundred percent real, and I love that about her. I was know? so confused at first because I was like, uh is this real or is this fake? And then I was like, no, it's real. One of these guys is a fucking, the red power ranger. So this is real. And oh, I love the power rangers. So <laughs> it, it, they are amazing. And I am like, I'm stretching it out. Cause I want it to last. I could have binged it too. It's a fucking great show. So if you're going to jump on the trend, Sabrina, check out bling empire. You know what? I have to because I do enjoy the Power Rangers. So that'd be <laughs> Anna. Anna is life. Anna is life. Yeah, and the red. I don't even want to talk. That about guy is fucking crazy. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sure. If you were a child, uh, I know a childhood um, actor, and probably just as crazy as that individual. So <laughs> I, my other show that I've been binging is Queen's Gambit. Love it. Everyone's talking about it. I have not watched it. Oh, she's a, boss, she's a boss bitch. Please check that shit out. Um, reading, I'm still reading Obama, Barack Obama's book. And how is it? So good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, oh, puppy time. Yeah, she's hopping up in my lap now. Oh, <laughs> goodness. oh my God. Um, and then listening, the only thing I had down for that, because... Um, Recently was, I did the whole Ashanti Keisha Cole yeah. uh, versus battle. And I don't have much to say about that, but I went. It was what it was. So but... that, 
beyond that, I'm not really listening to anything specific. So what about you, Skyly? Okay. So guys, y'all you don't even understand. I have been watching Outlander. I have never wanted to marry a guy that wears a kilt and yields a sword ever so bad in my whole life. <laughs> now you know what it feels like to watch Vikings. So you're like, this is great. <laughs> I love it. So great. And they have like, just, I mean, it's fucking bomb. And they have like five seasons. So I'm so here for it. I've been binging it nonstop. Uh, it's awesome. I highly suggest that show, guys. Um, okay. For reading... So you guys know I'm like the worst at reading, but so I figured out a hack and it's really not even a hack. It was just like, I just needed to try it. Audible. So like yeah. I've been listening to that one book, The Wife Between Us, I stopped a while ago. I picked it back up and I'm halfway through the book now. It's very much like Girl on the Train vibes. Uh, I really like it. It's mystery and, you know, all that craziness. Um, and listening, so Spotify started doing their daily horoscope, so you Ooh. can follow it, and yeah, exactly, so it's Not a part a of my everyday routine now, so they do it for every everyone's sign, um, I had, yeah, so it's kind of like it sets up my day, because it'll be like, work on this, um, be aware of this, you know, those kind of things, so I go into my day thinking about that. And that's on Spotify? Yes, Spotify. So do I just look up daily horoscope? Yeah, daily daily horoscope. (laughs) Let me do that right now. (laughs) I love it. Speaking of horoscopes, uh, I found a good buy. So I went to Five Below yesterday, and they have this Zodiac projector light for $5. And you put batteries in it, you set it on your nightstand, and you turn it on, and all the Zodiacs in the sky are in your ceiling. I slept with that on. I just felt like I was, I slept well. <laughs> I was like, I'm in the sky. There's, there's, there's the ram, you know? Yeah. It was so, it's so nice. Sometimes you just got to set a meal mood, even if it's a $5 thing, you know? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I'm here for it. I love it. Yay. Well, by the way, everybody, if you have not followed any of our social media, please go ahead and check out our Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter account. We post tons of information all the time on there regarding what's going on with us. Uh, talking points, that's a great way to reach out to us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it if y'all went and followed us on all of those. And, so. and like, leave us ideas of things you want us to talk about and topics you want us to tackle in our Second season. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, so final thoughts. Final thoughts. I can go ahead and start. Uh, with evidently um, Mercury is in retrograde, which you feel like your life is spiraling out of control. I totally understand. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to say... Do the self-care. Self-care right now is so important. It's just for your mentality. Just don't even think about it. Just do it every single day. Work on something self-care wise every single day. So, Sabrina. Awesome. Um, After the year we had last year, you need to enjoy life. Even if you modify it. The way, and it may not look the way you want, 
but figure out a way to enjoy life. Um, avoid the burnout. And burnout doesn't mean that you've been working your ass off and you're sick of your job. It doesn't mean just that. You can get burnout just sitting in your fucking house being over it. Go for a walk. Go look at some nature. Pick up a new skill. Um, get some takeout from a restaurant. Sit on your patio. Um, if you want to take a trip, take a solo trip to the beach. Something like that. Something keeping yourself safe, but also your mind is number one. And you only get one of those brains. So you need to keep it keep it going. Keep keep the motivation alive because we will not be in this place forever. But know that you can do what you want need to do for you. Don't be afraid. Just do it safely. And that's it. Uh, for me, I think I'm just going to reiterate what I said before, because that kind of was my final thought. And that was to really be aware of, of the language you use. Um, not just for others to hear, but also your internal dialogue that you tell yourself, um, because it is so powerful. So taking some time to reevaluate how you, how you are phrasing things out loud and then how you're talking to yourself can make a huge difference. And that's something I've definitely have worked on in quarantine. So starting with the whole, it's not, it, it, I'm going to try my hardest not to feel like I have to go to work. I am going to refer to it as I get to go to work. So yeah, that's it. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess that's all. Yeah. All righty. Well, until next time, keep your heels high, your standards higher and your money flowing.